Mr. Trump, this leaked audio showed you saying, um, you know, I can't, I can't quite say it on live television, um, but basically, uh, you said you wanted to, to grab them by the pussy. Oh, oh my God. And I would like to take this time to formally apologize. What? What are you saying? I deeply apologize. Are you trying to say apologize? No, I would never do that. What I am doing is apologizing to all the people who were offended by my statements, but more importantly, uh, to the people who were turned on by them. I hear it's really 50-50. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. And I'm Harrison. Are you using the Trump technique of public speaking? Yes, I am. Just do a few rails before you go on to the debate stage. Just how to do rails and influence people. How to do rails and influence people. Yeah, that's the, uh, the Trump debate technique. As a cocaine American, he has my vote. <laughs> I, th I think it must be, I think he's just uh, allergic to uh, Hillary or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's that actually makes sense. Or maybe, maybe he's just allergic to uh, reason. That could be something, too, but who knows? <laughs> um, anyway, Harrison, how's, uh, you're in New York City right now. We're doing this show remotely. How, how's the uh, New York Comic Con? How'd it go? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I had a booth. It was really weird. My mom showed up at one point. Oh, did your mom, how long she, did your mom, like, went to the con? What'd you think? She thought it was insane. Hmm. Um, I, I had a bunch of badges and they have like a whole thing where they're like, you got to beep you in and beep you out every time you, but it was like, there's still ways to like trick people, like to trick them into letting, cause I was letting like all these other people in on you the You can badge swap, can't you? Or just go out and get no, somebody. No, you can't. You, because of the way they beep it in. But if you Because they have RFIDs on the car, oh, on shit, the badges. Really? Yeah. God. So. But the thing is, is that when I go out, I'm just like, well, they gave the, they gave me a wristband and then I, I, I didn't have it. And then they, they, they were supposed to give me a wristband, but then they didn't. And then I had this badge and I gave it to this guy and he was supposed to bring in the boxes. And they were just like, you know what? You know what? Just go through. Just go through. I just talk fast and talk loud at them. And then they're just like, get the fuck out of here. We're not paid enough to deal with you. So no, that's how. So I did your it. mom uh, end up going as Harley Quinn or Poison <laughs> Ivy? <laughs> She, actually, you know what was funny? I saw a grandma in a wheelchair dressed up as Suicide Squad movie Harley Quinn. Oh wow! It was it was amazing. Boner was amazing. inducing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were so many of them. Like, I think Warner Brothers isn't actually an entertainment company anymore. They're just a Daddy's Little Monster T-shirt retail company. <laughs> it is like a fashion. Line. Oh wait, yeah. so, so would you say like? 30% of all the women at New York Comic Con was, were wearing Harley Quinn outfits. It de I mean, it definitely threw off the politics of the con, you know, because the, normally you have the majority is uh, Misty from Pokemon, right? What with the, mm. the, 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 the sexy shorts yeah, and yeah, the yeah. 
at the crop yellow crop top you know but uh i don't know there was like maybe a majority of uh holly quinn's now it's really fucking up the politics it's it's weird too because like a lot of these girls are you know under 18 and you're just like god you're you should be wearing that There were so many times where I'm like, oh, are my feelings a, illegal? Yeah, it's like you're a preteen. I shouldn't be looking that direction. I'm going to look over <laughs> here. You, you might, you know, you might be 30 and you just age yeah. really well, but I, I'm not even going to take the chance. I'm going to look over here at that neck beard, fat guy <laughs> wearing the Deadpool shirt. In the Utila kilt. <laughs> there were a few, few highlights. I mean, there were um, a bunch of uh, Deadpools that were doing like Hare Krishna chants and walking around with huh. bells and everything that was kind of fun yeah you know? yeah that's kind of cool uh, what was like that the marvel booth we got desperate at a lot of points where they're just like everybody come on over here agent colson's gonna suck everybody's dick let's do this <laughs> you know like okay <laughs> what um uh, what was that who dressed up as the the uh prostitute gremlin oh first that of was all, great it's not the prostitute gremlin it's the female gremlin from gremlins 2 i thought she was supposed to look like a hooker i guess so i guess she's supposed to look like a hooker maybe and not circa the 1990 you know now it's just like what people wear right <laughs> i guess i don't know I mean, yeah now it's just that's just normal fashion now yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah i have no idea who that was i'm just like female gremlin and they turn around and i took a picture of them that, that's a good that was a great outfit no one's um, fantastic so is new york comic-con bigger than the one in san diego it's not bigger but it, it's definitely the second biggest oh i also ran into little pete from the adventures of pete and pete for those who know what the fuck that is mm, i've heard of it not familiar yep. and it so was a show i watched as a kid on nickelodeon where like iggy pop had like a reoccurring role and it was like a really cool show anyway. was that like uh, early 90s yeah yeah huh. i'll have to check that out so uh were, you were sitting you had your own booth this time right i did in the small press area and you shared it with uh dan fogler i did yeah and so th- this guy is uh so is is because he's a rising star because he's in that fantastic beast movie right yeah as soon as that comes out he's gonna be like huge Pretty much. Do you think he'll still associate with you at that point? <laughs> Probably not. Because <laughs> what, what, what happens? Like, when your friends become extremely successful, do you just have to cut off, like, everybody else unless they're famous? Is I that think how it works? so. I think so. Or you just have to, bec- like, I'm always wor- wary about becoming part of an entourage, so I'm always concerned about that happening. But, well, it's, you've had a few friends that get kind of famous. Does it get to the point where it's like, I don't have time to actually see you or go have a drink with you, but I'll text with you once a week? I think it depends how close they are to begin with. Oh, okay. You know? All right. Yeah. If they're I mean, really Dan's close. Always been, Dan's always been like a working actor going all over the place, you know? So, but we, we still collaborate on a bunch of comic projects and stuff like that. So did but he have weird. a lot of... Uh, go to, you know, I'll go to like a... He's like, oh, come to this party. And then I'll be like, wait a minute, I'm at Topher Grace's house. And that's where I met my shaman who, you know, sent me on a fucking quest to Costa Rica to do Ibogaine. Hmm. So Dan Fogler, what what other movies has he been in? Uh, Fanboys, Balls of Fury, you know, Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah, the the pool, the the the, the, uh, ping pong movie. Yeah, yeah. That was great. That was a good movie, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. So this dude now is He's in fantastic secrets and lies and uh, a lot of shit. He's in a lot the Goldbergs. My mom was like, Oh, I loved you in the Goldbergs. Oh, I love the Goldbergs. He's so good. 
Um, so he's kind of a, he's become kind of a big, a big deal. So were there a lot of groupies that were out there to meet him? Um, most of the groupies were dudes, um, but, there, <laughs> but there were, it was funny. There were like these like teenage girls that were like, we're, we do a fantastic beast and we're to find them podcast and we uh, want to interview you. And then we have a, and they were like blocking my whole goddamn booth and talking to them for a while. And they're like, take a picture with us and we could do the podcast. Ah! And they were like fucking nerding out. We just like move it, ladies. We do a much yeah. more important podcast than yours. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, sick and wrong. <laughs> Did you try to do a crossover? Maybe we could be on their podcast. Uh, I almost actually offered it to them. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I don't, is this legal? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on here. Yeah, let's let's be on the podcast. Let's do a cross podcast uh, promotion with some eighth graders. Right. Yeah. And that, that would be that'd be great. I, <laughs> I I could really see the audiences transferring. You know. We'll we'll do our own story of the week. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. So uh, were there big like? Uh, did you get invited to industry parties like all over New York City? Dear God, yeah, I, I went to some stuff. It was retarded. There was like a, they had a memorial for a comic book writer who, who wrote a book called uh, <laughs> called Dead World Requiem for the World. <laughs> it's <laughs> called Dead World Requiem for the World. Yes. <laughs> anyway, he died apparently. Oh, so uh, yeah, so it's very sad. But they had a memorial for him. And then there was like a image comics had a giant party. It was like a wizard party because they have some book about wizards that's written by some guy that came up around the same time I did. Only now he's writing for like Wonder Woman and fucking you oh, know, wow. Wolverine. And I'm writing for fucking Jack shit. <laughs> Fuck everybody, honestly. So are these parties like, is it free alcohol, free drugs? Usually not. Sometimes it is, usually not. I mean, you know, Dan threw a party, and that was there was a lot of free drugs and that thing. Um, but uh, you know, just weed though, which I don't smoke. So, so do you think Stan Lee could walk into any of these parties and just grab a woman by the pussy and uh, just go right back to his hotel room? Yeah, I think absolutely. Stan and Lee he, could do it. <laughs> and, and at one point, he came to the Marvel booth, and they're like, "Everybody, Stan Lee! Everybody goes crazy." It's like, yeah, he stole can, everything from everybody he, he ever still, worked with. Yeah, but can he still walk? Like, is he still mobile? Oh, yeah. He walks the, the around dude's the like, I see him. He's like the Crip Keeper with sunglasses. He really is. Yeah, he's yeah, really old. He really is. I yeah, mean, no, people, what, uh, pe people yeah. accuse him of, uh, of stealing a lot of intellectual property. He really did. And, I mean, you know, they just settled a huge lawsuit with, uh, or was it DC, with Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby's family. Because Jack, yeah, Jack Kirby died, family, yeah, his family paid a bunch of shit, bunch of money because it would have changed the entire. If if it had, if, if they hadn't settled, Kirby's might have won, and it would have actually changed the entire way that work for hire is is done. And then they'd have to pay all sorts of money to all sorts of motherfuckers. So also Steve Ditko, he's you know Steve Ditko who co-created Spider Man, um, he's owed a lot of shit, but he never filed a lawsuit because he's a strict objectivist like an Ayn Rand objectivist so he uh, on you know principle he refuses to file a what? lawsuit because he's like they cheated me out of my money fair and square <laughs> he's still alive he's still alive Dicko. Well, yeah. so wait this guy's just living like a normal yeah. middle class dude while like Stan Lee is getting what like a hundred million dollars every Marvel movie yeah and Dicko's just like a weirdo in a basement 
you know. But the, wow. I mean, the cool thing about Dicko, uh, despite the fact that he's an objectivist, uh, is awesome. I mean, he, you know, he also uh, created, uh, you know, the Question and the Blue Beetle and all the all the DC characters that were later uh, rejiggered and turned into the Watchmen. You know, the Alan Moore, like Alan Moore originally wanted to use his characters, like instead of like the question, instead of, making instead, up of, characters, yeah. instead of Rorschach and et cetera, and Captain Adam instead of Dr. Manhattan. But DC is like, nah, you know what? Make make different versions of them. So, yeah, nerd, hmm. a little bit of nerd factoid for you guys. Does Alan Moore ever go to any of these cons? No, he hates all these people and everything yeah. about comics now. He's like, uh, and didn't he say? I think I thought he just recently retired from comics completely. He says that, but he keeps putting out shit. I mean, he's he's been putting out a book called Providence, which, to be fair, is fucking great um, about Lovecraft. And hmm. yeah, but I think to to go to any, he he gets a ton of money from all the books he's already done. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's when he gets uh, from Watchmen alone. Oh yeah, I mean, it sells in the millions and millions. So it's like. Plus, he's too busy, like, praying to his snake god to show up to these things or whatever that... Like, if serious, he actually prays to his snake god, you know. I, you know, looking at that guy, I would not doubt that. Right. So, uh, your booth, you had your own booth for your publishing yep. company. What's the name of your publishing company again? Distrudo Press. Distrudo Press. So, you had yep. your own booth. Were you next to, like, Lou Ferrigno or Bridget Nielsen or anyone like that? No, I was not too far from Opie from uh, the Sons of Anarchy. Oh, was, Opie was, does signings? Yeah. He does signings. Fifty dollars. You can believe that fucking shit. Fifty fucking dollars. Fifty for bucks episode. for who? Were there a lot of people in line for that? There weren't a lot of people. There, there were people doing it. I saw it happen. Wow. God, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, was Elvira there? A, who? Elvira. She was not, I don't believe. Oh, she doesn't no. do... Uh... But uh, next to me, there was like a booth where this guy sells like crazy books like The Bible 2 and The Book of Mormon 2, Joseph Smith in Space. And it's, it's kind of funny. And, and you know, he, he actually sells really well. Learned a lot from that dude, actually. Uh, and then there was this other shit across the way, like Justice Angel. There's a new hero for justice in New York. Justice Angel. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? There, there's been a lot of heroes in New York, and they haven't gone away. And what is wrong with you? And hey, wait, you... What a cheesy name. I mean, you could put yeah. a little more thought into it. Um, and, and Joe Estevez is involved in the project, apparently. Oh, wait, that's, uh, the, that's Emilio Estevez's father, right? Yeah, yeah, that guy. The are they cousins with Martin Sheen? Soul Taker. He's, he, I think he's Martin Sheen's brother. Martin Sheen's brother, that's what it is, yeah. yeah. Yes. So wait a second. <clears throat> Bible two. Yeah. It's like he's retelling the Bible, but there's this or it's a sequel. Well, it's like, you know, Jesus like is a madman with a, you know, an AK-47 riding a dinosaur unicorn and shit. You know, it's like just kind of like wacky fun shit like that. But is it the, just the regular stories in the Bible, but just wacky versions? Yeah. And some new stuff, you know. Huh. Bible yeah. two. Yeah. You'd think like the religious right would be a little more upset about that. What if people start worshiping that Bible instead of the original Bible? He kind of does it under the radar. Like he doesn't actually distribute. Like he pretty much just goes to cons and he sells a lot of shit to people because people are like, oh, look, Jesus is riding on a, you know, unicorn, unicorn. with a <laughs> machine gun. And I'm like, God damn, this guy's like knows what he's doing. Wow. So is that yeah. in, in the public domain, the Bible? Like, hey, are we going to get sued by anyone? Yes. You're going to get sued by uh, Jehoshaphat. 
who begat uh, Ezekiel, <laughs> who begat uh, Hermaphrodite. I might do I might do Torah, Torah too because right. the Torah's got a lot of bo- there's some cool shit in the Torah but I might just take out all the boring shit and add you know leave the cool shit then add some cool shit. Well I remember that guy cuz at some point I bought a uh, I bought a poster of him it was which depicted the book of Job and it was basically like the Job you know like crying on the ground with sores all over his body with his cattle and his family on fire behind him and God and Satan up in the sky like toasting with beers and laughing <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny so you know yeah yeah, I would, yeah. I'm gonna have to I check this guy out what's his name I forget his fucking name alright um, I'll look up Bible too but this definitely yeah, yeah. sounds something we should almost have this yeah. guy on the show He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah I, I should, got cars, so we should have him on. But um, and then I, I was doing a book, like my first book, which is coming out next year, which is by this woman, Sarah Finn. It's called Asylum Squad. And it's basically about she was like institutionalized for a year because she believed she was possessed by a demon horse, a demonic hmm. horse. And uh, she started writing and drawing the comic while she was in the mental hospital. And that's what I was doing. And it was funny because I was like, I, I learned who to like target it. Because it's like you see like ghost world looking chicks walking by. And I'd be like, hey, hey, come here. And I'd reel them in. And I'd be like, hey, look at this book. It was written and drawn by her, you know. And I was like, oh, this is who I'm targeting here. I was targeting like teen girls and like girls in their 20s who are a little weird looking, you know. And they were so, like into it. So wait, so you, you use that creepy approach. You're like, hey, hey, come here. Yeah, I got something to show you. Come here. In any other context, it would have been the creepiest <laughs> shit I've ever done in my life. And I've done a lot of creepy shit in my life, dude. You know, I, I could see you being like a yeah. carnival yeah. barker. Yeah. Well, I was talking to... Hawking I was like, your wares. I'm like, I, there need to be more women creators. And I do believe that. You know what I mean? I do because it's like... It is like... It's weird because there's like... I would say there's at least 50% women, female attendance at Yeah, I, I think it's about now. half and half now. I'd say half and half. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like 90% of the actual content is created by like white guys in their 60s. So it's like... <laughs> Isn't that what they, the uh, big critique at DC is? Because uh, all the writers are just like white dudes in their 50s and 60s. Oh, yeah. Because whenever they have these things like DC superhero girls, like, oh, they want, they want to, we want to appeal to the young tween girls. Who can we get to write this? Oh, let's get Jimmy Palmiotti. A fucking old Italian guy in his 60s from Brooklyn who's been writing comics since 1982. Let's get that guy. You know, like, what the fuck, dude? Come on. Because he knows what young women think about. Yeah. Talk about on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> so did you did you see any uh, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump or gender bender outfits like that? You know, I, I didn't, actually. I didn't I'm see surprised. that. Any, that yeah, I figured yeah. more people would be doing that. I, there was some guy who was, like, hanging around my booth. I don't know why, but he um, – oh, no, he was a friend of Dan's. That's why. And uh, he was dressed up as Callisti from Game of Thrones, and he's like, we're going to make Westeros great again. And he kept talking about it. And it was uh, yeah. God. So. Um, so did you end up uh, finishing in time to go uh, watch the debate? Uh, yeah, I actually just watched it in like a bar in Brooklyn full of drunk Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> so where, wait, were they Trump supporting Muslims or Hillary supporting Muslims? Yeah, I don't think they were supporting Trump. <laughs> I don't believe so. Well, so what was the general demeanor? Was there a lot of jeering, a lot of booing, a lot of laughter? A lot of jeering. One guy got pretty drunk and was yelling. 
Um, but uh, yeah, mostly just jeering and laughing because it was it was it was. I mean, it was an entertaining fucking goddamn hour and a half. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's yeah. a circus. I, I, it's hard to like watch something like that and not just being like and not just thinking in the back of your mind. God, are we fucked? Yeah, as, as a nation, as a people, as a culture, we are fucked. I mean, well, it just I mean, yeah. You gotta pre. <laughs> I mean. I don't know. You got to be pretty stupid to make Hillary look good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly, in my opinion. Well, I mean, it's just it's him. And and the thing is, no. though, you know, even from the, the beginning of that debate, when they asked him about the grab them and grab them by the pussy comment. Right. He's unapologetic. He tries to deflect it. I don't know. Do you start talking about ISIS? I don't, I don't even know. It's like you like go off on this tangent trying to deflect any, you know, rather than giving a direct answer to the question, you'll start deflecting by talking about ISIS or uh, whatever, or, or all the lies that Hillary or emails or whatever it is that he wants to talk about rather yeah. than answering the actual question. Because half the time he has no clue what the, the or how to answer the question. And he has no plan. You know, there, there is no definitive plan for Donald Trump. He's just but he can talk a lot because he can bring up a lot of talking points. But uh, but the, the fact of the matter is, Donald Trump can say anything. He can say, you know, grab them by the pussy and then yeah. just forcibly penetrate them while, you know, shoving uh, your hand up their asshole. Yeah. I mean, he can say whatever and, he wants, and it doesn't matter because his his constituency, his voter block, they don't care. They, don't they really don't care. Yeah. So yeah. It's like they're still going to vote for him. Even the women. Even the women are like, well, we're not voting for Pope. You know, it's like we're not voting for a Sunday school teacher. It's locker room talk. That's what guys talk right. about in the locker room. Yeah, we talk about sexual assault in the locker room. You know what I <laughs> talked about in the locker room? Fucking nothing. Because I was trying to not attract attention to avoid a goddamn beating. That's I figured, what I was talking about. In the I figured you were getting room. a swirly, so your head was probably underwater, <laughs> so you couldn't talk. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I would. I was. You know how it's like you don't have to run faster than the was run faster than the shark with the helmet there you don't have to swim faster than the shark you just have to swim faster than the guy next to you you know that's what i would do it'd be the other guys who get the swirlies i'd be like fucking you know i deflect i'm a, I'm a master of prestidigitation and running and shit like that i i did love how uh donald trump just kind of ambulated just you know with the mic up to his mouth like a back and forth whereas hillary just kind of retreats back to the, her chair by the podium and just kind of sits there just with that evil Joker-esque type of smile that she does. Yeah, that the smiling was a little creepy. <laughs> the smile oh, is so creepy. Yeah. It's just, Did yeah. you see that weird moment when, when the, obviously some cameraman got fired because he just <laughs> zoomed zooming. in on her? Yeah. He like fell asleep and hit like the zoom. <laughs> it just zoomed like right up on her face. And it, it was, was there a fly flying around in front of the candidates? Did you notice I that? I didn't notice that. I, no. I don't, yeah, I might have. I just love how they, they these, I hate, I hate town. Is that why you're seeing that? Were you dabbing? No, I, I wasn't dabbing. Okay. I, I didn't, not yet. I was, I was right. abstaining from the dabbing till later. Mm. Um, I'm waiting for the third debate for that. Uh, but, the, but, this one, I hate town hall debates because I kind of hate this. I, you know, those questions are just going to be retarded. And it's like they're pre-selected questions. Right. So it's like, you know, who cares? Um, but they always kind of have that one. Like the, the one question at the end was kind of funny. That was a good one. It's probably Which the one? only decent question where oh, the guy's just the, like, what do you admire? Yeah, what do you admire it? in this other person? <laughs> and it's like, do you, do you notice they didn't shake hands in the beginning of the debate yeah. or the end of the debate? 
It's it's I mean it's, that's kind of disgraceful in my opinion. But. Yeah, I, I was surprised that Hillary didn't try to do it and then maybe like pull her hand back real quick and like rub it you know on the side of her head or something. Yeah. <laughs> Or yeah, I don't know. And then start doing the Dougie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice though that uh, Trump's daughter with Marla Maples, Tiffany, Tiffany Trump, wasn't seated with the rest of Trump? She was in the back. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, she was sitting that's with like the in-laws. It's like this secret Kennedy daughter, you know. I don't know, but he had, you know, he had the four Clinton, Bill Clinton accusers up in the front row. By the way, the secret Kennedy daughter went to the uh, Immaculate Heart. Right near where you are, right at that school. Oh, fun right fact. Right near your house. Yeah, yeah. Fun, fun fact. fact. Um, but hey. did, did, did you see, you saw the press conference that he had 90 minutes before the debate. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> he is so classic. God, I love Trump. I mean, it was silly, but it was kind of brilliant in a dumb way. Theater of the absurd. Yeah, it's like yeah. he, play, he, pulls, he brings these, these ladies that he must be paying 10 yeah. grand a piece, don't you think? Or do you think more? <laughs> Um, oh, more, please. Are you thinking, yeah. do you think he's paying more than 25 grand per no, accuser? No, I don't. All right. No, I don't. They, I would say $20,000. All of them looked like he just found them in a Rite Aid. Like they were all dressed <laughs> like he just walked into a Rite Aid. He's like, hey, you, 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 you got, you got like 30 minutes? Come on, let's do a press conference. You know? Well, a common thing on like on Infowars and Alex Jones and all and that and that that group that contingent they like to bring up like is that Hillary uh, ingests chemtrails yeah I think fun. she I think she farts chemtrails no yeah. but they but uh, what they say is that Hillary defended a rapist and he got she got a rapist off with two months and then chuckled about it years later because she loves freeing rapists it's like right. and, and you know anyone would hear that and be like okay she's a fucking lawyer and that's what yeah, lawyers do. But at the same time, you'd be like, yeah, I highly doubt anyone loves freeing rapists. Uh, but if you but if you you talk to somebody, you know, who is a, who's a, a viewer of Alex Jones, they get they bring that up as soon as like Donald Trump's like grabbed by the pussy. Like, well, Hillary defended rapists. That's just they're trying to cover up her defense of rapists. But you, you, you do a little background checking on that story. It's like, yeah, she's a, an attorney. She was appointed by the court to defend this guy. What do, yeah, what do you do as a defense attorney? When you're in legal, she was in legal aid. You got to do that. I mean, people in legal aid had to defend me. You know, yeah. I'm sure they didn't want to, but they did. I mean, look, I like freeing rapists as much as the next man. You know, <laughs> it's a it's a great hobby to have. It's fun, but I mean, if you don't like that, then don't have a political system that relies mostly on lawyers to become politicians. I mean, that's, that's well, it. it's funny that he pulled he brought this woman out. Uh, what's her name? Kathy Shilton. And she looks, yeah, she looked like she he met her at a Kmart or something. But uh, he he brought her out, and she's she must be. I mean, I know she's not doing very well. She was in, I think she was in prison for a little while. So he must have been like, I'm going to contact all these women, offer them loads and loads of cash, convince them to come over here and be in this press conference, so we can accuse Bill Clinton of being a rapist, so no one thinks I'm rapey. It's like, uh, you know what? All of you guys are rapey. All of your friends are rapey. Donald Trump, Roger Ailes, Bill Clinton probably kind of fits this this story too i feel like these are the type of guys that get together on saturday nights they can fuck anyone they want they can get any drug they can attain any any anything they want so what they do is they have like you know people murdered in front of them or something and then yeah. that's what that that's that's what 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 fun is or they go hunt homeless people on deserted islands like they're that type of person you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah and and the the, the 
the, the funny thing is, man, you see that part where they cut to Bill Clinton during the debate? <laughs> yeah, oh my, he, that was he great. Looked like, like he, just since last time, like he looked like he maybe glanced at the Ark of the Covenant, you know, the inside, <laughs> like he's, he's aged like fucking 10 years in about, in about a day. I, I just love Do- Donald Trump's just like, Grandma the pussy, it's just words. Words. Yeah, They're just, just words. words. They're words. And then he's like, radical Islamic terrorism. Those are words they never say. They never say those words. Because yep. they're just words. <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, he's such an asshole. But he is he makes for great television. You gotta give him that. Yeah, yeah. I mean it is I mean, so entertaining to watch that. I mean, in a perfect world, radical Islamic terrorism would involve like a skateboarding half pipe as far as i'm concerned because you know? that's radical it yeah. is totally radical bro <laughs> um yeah i don't know i i always love how like both sides immediately clamor to claim who won the debate mm. i you know honestly who cares we're all fucked all right people yeah um i think we'd be less fucked with hillary in charge but hey it's uh, at least it's more entertaining this way so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll find out what, what, what's happening with all that. I do hope Donald Trump has some more, uh, get some more uh, Bill Clinton rape accusers, though, to come for more press conferences. They didn't right. even ask him. He didn't even answer any questions. He just had the no. four of them just come out and tell their story. Not even like it was like a one minute little sound. Yeah, it was like two sentences about the like I had the, the Kathy Shelton one. She's like, what Hillary did to me when I was 12. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I didn't hear anything about this. I was like, what? What did she? What? I had to read about it. I was like, oh, she's a lawyer. OK. All right. I'm sure. I would hate to be Mike Pence right now because, you know, that guy's just like, hmm, I want to have a future in politics. Should I associate myself with Donald Trump or should I back out now? Yeah. And I, I don't know if he could. I wonder what would yeah. happen. Do you think if he withdrew, do you think Trump would be like, Ivanka, you got to come up here. They love you. You're a girl. You're a woman. I'm not going to get I'm not going to grab you by the pussy because you're related to me. I'll grab your well, ass instead. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got a bright future as Johnny Quest's bodyguard, you know, as far as I'm concerned. He does look like that guy. What was that guy's yeah. name? Race Bannon. Race Bannon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, uh, more politics talk coming up next with uh, Fistful of Steel. Uh, Steel had some uh, insightful observations about the VP presidential debate. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. We also have some phone calls coming up next. People, this is episode 553 here of Sick and Wrong. Um, here's a word from AdamandEve.com. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. That is absolute bull piss. Absolutely. Uh, my sperm was as potent as it got because I knocked up a broad who had a black baby. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm inciting violence, and somebody bring me up on charges because that is horseshit. That motherfucker goes into my. This is my realm. Absolutely. Uh, 
I'm going back to the old school, back in the 50s and the 1940s when they used to use VD for venereal disease. Fuck the STDs, I still have VD. No fucking way. I don't buy it, I don't believe it, and I think it's pure fabric. Steel. Yeah. What's cracking? Well, I'm just in Bay City uh, grabbing them by the pussy. <laughs> you know, I, I was uh, a little worried that we had to do the, do the, uh, the show on Sunday because I figured you were probably gearing up for uh, the debate tonight. Uh, do you have to go? Are you going to like the party store, getting some Jameson or some, uh, some whiskey, some Cheetos? Um, James some Hostess Debbie snacks. I don't. I don't know. What do you what do? do? You, think you think I made a money or something? <laughs> well, what do you? Do? Where do you watch the debate? Do you watch the debate? A little bit out of my price range. <laughs> yeah, I'll. I'll be watching the debate. Yeah, well, I have to now after Trump fucking talking about grabbing them by the pussy. I got to see how the fucking. Uh, politically correct moderators are going to try to handle that one and i got to see how trump's going to try to respond to it it should be comedic gold as far as i'm concerned uh, it's it's probably the funniest thing i think i've i've ever experienced during an election i mean this is the fun that's the funniest this has been the most entertaining election that i've in my lifetime i love it and i just got to say that i i'm hoping that because that the 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 information leaked about Trump talking about grabbing them by the pussy leaked on October 7th. And to me, October 7th is my new nine 11. My, my new nine 11 is October 7. It's when the Trump tape leaked, you know, honestly, yeah. I don't think it's going to affect his campaign at all. I think people are just going to be like, Hey, I, I've, I've, I've read that a lot of uh, voters who are already voting for Trump have committed themselves to voting for Trump and they disregard all of his uh, ridiculous and absurd comments sexist comments racist comments i mean what i read one lady was like you know we're not voting for the pope here so i don't think they i don't think they care he could say anything well i you know they always talk about these october surprises every election cycle like in october one one side or the other is going to drop this major bombshell that's going to affect the election it never happens because no matter what they drop this late in the election, people are too invested in their political candidate. They're, they've 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 used up too much political capital by this point by mouthing off who they're voting for, who they're voting against. Yeah. I think they just people feel they'll have egg on their face if they turn against their candidate now. So they're going to stick with them through thick or thin, no matter what. Besides this fucking grab them by the pussy <laughs> comment. I mean, who hasn't grabbed them by the pussy or said I'm going to grab them by the pussy? In fact, I think if people need to simmer down a little bit because. Trump wasn't the first one to say grab them by the pussy. If I recall, Eleanor Roosevelt uh, coined the phrase back in 1933. That, that's what I, you know, I, I distinctly recall hearing her doing some kind of uh, first lady address and saying, you know, if, if you really want to meet your mate, you need to go out there, get your daubers up and grab them by the pussy. She, and, and who would be better to know that? Because she loved pussy. She, she did. She was a fan of, uh, of pussy. Um, yeah, she was a handsome woman. Do you think if, like, President Obama, back in, like, 2008, when he was running, would have been, like, caught, you know, in a, in a cut-off mic talking to, like, Jay-Z or, and, and said something like, you know, you got to go grab that bitch by the pussy. If he would have said that, do you think it would have derailed his campaign completely? I don't think, well, again, depending on when it came out in the campaign, but, no, I think certainly you would have had people 
bitching about, oh, my God, I can't believe he would talk that way about women or be that degrading towards women or that sexist toward women. And I think maybe, if anything else, you probably wouldn't have had Joe Biden say, oh, well, we finally have a nice, well-spoken, articulate black man running for president. <laughs> maybe Joe Biden would have said that about Obama because he would have maybe said, oh, okay, well, he's just like every other black. He's talking about this bitch and that hoe and this and that. But, but no, I don't think it would have affected him at this late in the campaign. Now, I had it come out maybe early in that particular election cycle, then possibly yes. But I, I think if something comes out a month or a few weeks before an election, it's it's too fucking late in the game. It ain't going to affect either side, regardless of how bad or what it is. I, and I personally don't think this is that bad because you can't tell me that LBJ and JFK and fucking everybody else through the history of. Uh, yeah, even I bet you even fucking William, fucking William Howard Taft once said, "Grab them by the pussy before he he got his fat ass stuck in the White House bathtub." <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Trump is just impenetrable to any of this stuff. And I've I've uh, I, I've uh, do you remember that quote that he made where he was like, "I could go shoot somebody, and you're still going to go vote for me." Yeah, and, he said that when he first started. Yeah. So that's what I wonder. Like, do you think anything short of him, like? If he went out and raped an eight-year-old, if it came out that he had raped an eight-year-old, a sodomized an eight-year-old, and this was back in like uh, 2001, and then he paid the family millions of dollars, just, you know, hush money, and it was settled out of court, but it came up like the Washington Post somehow revealed this. Do you think that would be the nail in his coffin? Do you think that would derail his campaign? Well, eight's probably not five four <laughs> maybe two maybe so you know, a infant, maybe yes but yeah but but i think eight would be uh, probably not affect the campaign too much younger than that possibly would maybe take a few away a few votes along the way <laughs> so yeah so eight years old to say it's a little too old for that so uh, yeah, steel. yeah. By that by that point, people figure, oh, well, that eight year old should have been that eight year old should have known better. That eight year old shouldn't have dressed so promiscuously. <laughs> I know, and those eight year olds wear those sexy shorts. God, I mean, can you blame Trump? Um, well, no, who could? I mean, grab them by the pussy. Grab them by the pussy. So, uh, so steel. When uh, we were chatting earlier this week, we were texting, and. Um, you you said to me, I asked you something about like, uh, you know, well, I'll try to do the show early so you'll have plenty of time to watch the debates. And you said that you're planning to jack off to Hillary Clinton. Have you done this before? Have you actually masturbated looking at Hillary Clinton? You know, I hate Hillary Clinton. I've always hated her guts. <laughs> but I will tell you that I did a hate jerk off to her back in 1992. And, you know, if you it's look young at Hillary. pictures of her. Yeah, young Hillary, probably what they were in their early 40s, maybe. She was not attractive then, but she was obviously a lot more attractive then than she was now. And she, but she wasn't completely ugly. She was kind of that, in other words, like if she was just a regular dame that didn't have the political clout that she did, like through being the first lady of Arkansas and now at that point in time becoming the first lady of the United States, if she was just somebody at a local bar here, and she would fit in very well looks-wise at a Bay City bar for that age group at that time in her early 40s, I would have, she would have been in my wheelhouse in terms of something that I could attain. So I jerked <laughs> off to her back in the early 90s simply because I felt that she was, you know, I, it was always hard for me to jerk off to the nines and the tens, but I could jerk off to the fives and the sixes. And she was in that 4.5, five point range. So yeah, I jerked off to her in 92 when her husband ran against Ross Perot and George Bush Sr. Hmm. So that's interesting. So it's something you you fantasize about a girl that you 
realistically could attain. Like she's attainable. Because she's not yeah, like, you know, I don't, I don't, like I, she's I, not Melania Trump. Like, do, do you see Melania right. Trump? Are you just like, yeah, I got a chub, but that's about it. But you see Hillary, yeah, and you're mean, like full masked. Absolutely. Like, believe me, Melania, Ivanka Trump, the whole Trump fucking uh, female fucking uh, uh, harem that they got on that side is fucking wonderful. And they're hot and they're sexy. And they're, I mean, they'll, yeah, they'll give me a well, they'll give me a half a chub because I can't very well get a full one very well these days with a little <laughs> extra help but but yeah i mean it's like those chicks are super hot and they'll maybe turn me on but when it actually comes down to the actual act of masturbation i have to lower that that peak down from like the nines and the tens and i gotta kind of think of somebody plus i usually have to jerk off normally in most cases although i I can i can adjust like i did with hillary clinton in the early 90s but in most cases i have to jerk off to somebody that i've actually been in the actual room with or proximity to not somebody that I just see on a TV, hmm. but I can do it. Like I, like I did, I did to Hillary was an exception to that rule back then where so, I could just because of her stature upon the one to 10 scale, I could squeeze could her in work. during that election cycle. Yeah. So it yeah. sounds like the, the, the flame is still there. Like you still uh, obviously have feelings for her. Not good feelings, but sexual feelings. Was she wearing a pantsuit in your fantasy, or was she just naked? Oh, no. She, in my fantasy? No, she was wearing a uh, schoolgirl outfit, <laughs> which does not look good on her, even back in 1992. She looked horrible in it uh, you know she everybody bitches about these fucking uh like potato sacks that she wears now but i ask them the question i say do you really want to see her wearing something form-fitting look at what she's dealing with she's doing what she can do the best she can do with what she has you don't want to see her coming out in some form-fitting fucking dress nobody wants to see that so that's why she has to come out in these ernesto blofeld outfits like she's the head of spectra to you know that's what you want to see her in believe me you don't want to see her in like a fucking little black dress like she's going out on the town nobody wants to see that i think zach galifianakis that's why he fucks fat interns i think zach galifianakis said that uh uh, it's her outfits are space librarian. That's her style. style like space librarian. <laughs> that's a great, like, yeah, that's a, I always just refer to her as the leader of Spectra. But yeah, I, I like the space librarian thing. <laughs> um, you also mentioned that uh, if given the choice between having sex with Hillary or Chelsea, you would choose Hillary. I find that interesting because, I mean, Chelsea's so much younger. Yeah, and Chelsea is one ugly home. You know, Chelsea... <laughs> Is, is a little better looking now than she was as a teenager when she was in the White House. But she's still, you know, you don't say this much about a woman. Other than, like, Eleanor Roosevelt fit this bill, and then Chelsea Clinton was maybe the next one that you would describe in this manner. But when you use the word homely, which <laughs> is the first word that pops in your mind when you see Chelsea Clinton from the time she was a teenager to now, you don't really, there's a lot of ugly fucking people. I'm one of them. I put myself in the ugly camp, but there's not a lot of people that you see that you go, my God, she's homely. And Chelsea Clinton is homely. Her mom is just ugly. And her mom would be a better story. And I figure if I fucked her mom, then maybe I would have a better relationship with, like, Chinese businesses down the road. Like, there's more I can get out of fucking a Hillary or eating Hillary's ass. Yeah, then I can. Chelsea doesn't really have much clout. What's she going to do? Fucking, you know, what's she going to do for me? Hillary can do shit for me. She can fucking, you know, cover shit up for me if I have an email problem. She can do a lot of stuff after I fuck her, you know, that can benefit me personally. 
Yeah, I'm sure she feels the same way about having sex with you. Like, I think, yeah, I, I really think, yeah, she is definitely going to help her social standing. You know, but, yeah. but, but I see what you're saying. You get more high fives from shagging Hillary than Chelsea. Yeah, because, I mean, Chelsea's what? She's kind of in my age group. She's what? Maybe 10 years younger than me. I don't, I don't know exactly how old she is, but she's probably got to be in her 30s by now. And Hillary's fucking 70, so she's fucking 30 years older than me. So it's like... And she's been around, and she's fucking, I mean, she looks like a mess. She's an absolute train wreck. She's got fucking something going on where she fucking falls off curbs and stuff now. How incredible is that? That she might even be partially handicapped, and she's 70, and I'm still fucking her and banging her and eating her ass. It's a way better story, and it would certainly make a better, you know, if, if, I, if it ever were to happen and come to fruition, I, I think your listeners would rather have me share the fucking Hillary story than the fucking Chelsea story. That, that would be breaking news on Sick and Wrong. Like, that would definitely, oh, like, I mean, I would, like, throw out the show that I planned, and I'd be like, breaking news, this just in. John Steele <laughs> has sex with Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton. And, that, that <laughs> and would, that it would, would be, be, be big. sick and wrong, believe me. There yeah. would be nothing sicker or wronger than me fucking Hillary Clinton. <laughs> well, I think this conversation probably objectified women uh, much more than the grabbing by the pussy comment by Donald Trump. So let's move on before we lose any more listeners, uh, Steele, and uh, get to some <laughs> of these segue. rants that you sent in. So apparently you must have watched the VP debate this past week because uh, you sent a rant in about it. So uh, let, let's, let's listen to uh, the, the first rant. Yeah, okay. Oh, my. I just saw some clips from the, the vice presidential debate from the other night. Is, and I have a question. I mean, is this Kane guy running for vice president or vice pedo? Couldn't Hillary have picked a running mate who's a little less effeminate and not so pedo-y? There has to be tons of non-pedoies she could have chosen instead. Every time this Kane guy gives that creepy smirk of his, all I can think is that he's about to ask a young 1983 me to take my shirt off so that he can rub his scrotum across my peach fuzz pre and belly and then threaten to kill my family if I happen to tell anyone about our little secret. Hillary may as well have picked Jerry Sandusky to be her running mate. He's a million times less pedo-y. At least Jerry could teach me how to shed a block and how to read a jet sweep before he performed horseplay upon my asshole in the locker room showers. And then instead of threatening to kill my family, Jerry would just try to bribe my silence by giving me a free ticket to the Liberty Bowl. But this Kane guy, oh, holy fuck, he just wants to bang me and not have to take me or any of the other second mile charity kids to a lower tier college bowl game. Come on, Hillary. We all know that you want to be the power top on the ticket, but that sure as fuck doesn't mean that you have to pick such a bottom twink as your other half. Just watching this Kane guy makes me feel icky. When the clips of Kane were finally over, I felt like I should be on an episode of Law & Order SVU pointing to the private parts on a Raggedy Andy doll to show Ice-T where this creepy Mr. Kane guy touched me. Wow. Yeah, you know what? Looking at Kane, most people say, most people describe Kane as like, oh, he's just a, a classic dad. So it's, it's interesting to me that uh, you look at Kane and you think pedo. Yeah, I think, yeah, oh, yeah, he's our classic dad, all right? If your dad is Jerry Sandusky, <laughs> holy cow, he's creepy. He creeps the shit out of me. I can't, I don't know what it is. If it's a smile, his eyes. He's is got it, a little Jack Nicholson look to him, too. I don't know what's going on there, but he's creepy as shit. He's got this, like, Jack Nicholson shining look. Like, um, 
you know, that, that you know, just the way his hair goes back and just that kind of look yeah. in his, that malevolent look in his eye. I guess I didn't, I never really thought of the, the pedo vibe. I never got the pedo vibe from him, but you've had a lot of experience with pedos over the years. Uh, Gordy P. Oh, Bagalki, he was one of your <laughs> yeah. teachers. Uh, you've had your shoulders rubbed. Um, oh, absolutely. There's been a lot of, there were a lot of pedophiles that kind of like uh, uh, rotated through the, the Bay City area. You know, they, they, yeah, a lot of pedos Mark C. Ashworth. Yeah, Mark C. Ashworth was another one. Um, you know, I heard that Gordy P. Bogalki actually moved back to the area. So doesn't he currently live in the town that he molested all those kids in? Oh, yeah. I don't know. And we... I don't know if we've ever discussed this on the show, but yeah, he was our he was our our school, our alma mater where we graduated from. He was our because every generation has that resident pedo that's like in the school system. He teaches or whatever, and he gets arrested. Yeah, Gordy Pibagolki was ours, and yeah, oh yeah, he got arrested. Uh, he when he got out of prison after 15 years, he moved right back in the same house, had the same published telephone number and everything. And, fact, and his wife, like his wife just stayed by his side. You know, and, yeah. In fact, we used to have a segment when I did the show from the Ville with Martin, that dickhead. Uh, we had a segment called, uh, what the fuck? It was, it was, it was, a I forget the name of the fucking segment, but we, we used to make fun of, it was like a story about uh, child molesters every week. Sighting. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, the Gordy Files. We the, Gordy it the Gordy Files. Files, yeah. And it was a, we usually took something out of the news that had something to do with something creepy with a, a teacher or somebody and a kid. And uh, we, in fact, one time on the show, we called Gordy because he had a published telling. His number was still the same number he had before he went <laughs> in prison. He moved into the same house with the published number, and we called him live on air. Uh, he, he was sleeping at the oh. time. So, his wife answered, and I asked for Gordy, and she said, uh, well, he's sleeping. Who is this? I'm like, well, I used to go to the school he taught at. And she, and she immediately hung up the phone, <laughs> yes, uh, which much to my chagrin. I can't imagine why you hang up the phone at uh, 1 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night. But anyway, uh, we were trying to get a hold of Gordy. We wanted to have him live on air as a phone guest, but apparently he wasn't interested. He was sleeping. Yeah, fancy that. Uh, I can't so, imagine he wouldn't come on from the Ville. I, I, you'd think he'd be stoked about that. Well, you'd think so. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's from the Ville. It's from his home. You know, that's where he's from. You'd think he'd be excited that it would be a hometown show that he could go on and, you know, participate in, be part of the community. I always but, wonder, uh, did, did he ever touch Martin? Because Martin looks like a type of guy that could have been touched. He looks like a guy, a, a guy who could have been malfucked as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's why his teeth are so uh, messed up. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I'm sure a cock going in and out of a young person's <laughs> mouth doesn't help the alignment of their teeth. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. He's never said anything. I'm sure by now. I'm sure we probably would have brought it up on on the show had that happened to him. Because I mean, we were pretty much an open book show. So had he been you know touched or fondled yeah, or fucked by Gordy or anybody else, I'm sure it would have came up at some point in time. Uh, so I imagine it probably didn't cause I, we probably all know, not just me, but every from the Ville listener probably would have known by about it by now. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately the answer to that question is probably no, probably not. But, yeah. I, I just, I'm just saying I, I wouldn't be surprised, but, uh, but you look at Kane and yeah, that guy does kind of have a pedo vibe, but, but Mike Pence, that dude really scares me cause he's like a religious nutter. I mean, the dude, like, is uh, against gay marriage, against abortion rights, against, like, whatever. I mean, he's like a crazy religious nutter. But the thing is with him, you look at that guy, and you think he's the guy that's going to say, we need to outlaw the X-Men. 
You know, he seems like the, the general in the X-Men movies. That's like, we need to outlaw these mutants and classify well, he, them. He's, he's a very handsome, distinguished-looking gentleman. I will give him that. I don't know. In terms of the policies for either Kane or Pence, I, like any other election that's ever happened in the history of, of my lifetime, I know nothing about the vice presidential candidates. I don't know who they are. Who I barely know who they come from, yeah. where they come from. I don't know what they have to say. So I don't, I don't know, like, the stances of either one of them. I'm just going on pure vibes and pure looks of both of them. In fact, the only vice president that sticks out in my head that was part of a candidate, especially, and it was on a losing ticket, was Admiral Stockdale, yeah, who was Ross fucking Perot's. Ross Perot's <laughs> running mate in 92 or 96, or maybe both. No, and it was 92. because he was such a dipshit, he would fall asleep, like, he'd fall asleep at the podium during the debate. And I remember Saturday Night Live used to have a Phil a Hartman. Great, like Phil Hartman. Yeah, he yeah. used to play fucking Stockdale and he did a, and Hartman was a fucking comedic oh, genius God. when it came to skit comedy. And uh, he did such a great Admiral Stockdale. So that's the only vice president that I ever really remember what they did, what they said, what they, you know, in terms of the vice presidential. I will say this about Kane. Like everybody's talking about the creepy clown sightings across the country and they're all freaked out by these creepy clowns. I'd be more freaked out if there were creepy Tim Kane sightings all over the fucking country because that fucking guy creeps me out. I don't know. Like I said, I apologize to Mr. Kane and his family. I can't help it, but he looks like a pedo. He he does look like a classic pedo in like one of those like uh, '70s public service uh, uh, TV shows. Um, oh, the great public service ad from the what is it, '50s or '60s that was produced by the LA Police Department. About yeah. that, but they, it wasn't. It was about. It was called the homosexual. But they made the homosexual into not just the homosexual. He was like a pedophile. <laughs> it was the funniest fucking thing. It's like a half hour long. But could you see Tim Kaine like pulling up in his pacer with his? You know, mock turtleneck sweater being like, hey, kid, you want to get in? I got some candy. I got a Smurf, a little Smurf toy if you get in my car. And you could, do, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, and I think it would probably work. I would be like, okay, is that, a, do you get a brainy Smurf? I'll get in for that. I don't have that one. <laughs> it's creepy. Um, yeah, I, exactly. The next, the next rant here is also uh, somewhat political. I didn't know about this, but this is kind of a bombshell. Apparently, Bill Clinton has a son. I see where a young black man has just claimed to be the son of Bill Clinton. When I first saw this story, I thought that Bill had just ordered one of those Ethiopians from Sally Struthers for the price of a cup of coffee a day. But no, it turns out that this kid actually alleges that he is the illegitimate love child of Bill and some black prostitute. So this is fantastic. I mean, now if Hillary gets elected and this kid moves into the White House with them, it'll be like a newer, hipper version of different strokes. You know, where some smart aleck black kid from the streets moves in with an old, rich, white guy. And if we're lucky, maybe Bill's new black son will also hang out at a bike shop with his friend. You know where they eventually end up in the back of the store, posing shirtless and playing Neptune, King of the Sea. But you know how kids are. I mean, they're filthy little germ factories. So I sure hope that this new black son of Bill's doesn't go crawling around the Oval Office in his diapers, only to stumble upon one of Monica's old cigars laying on the floor. I mean, kids put anything they find in their mouth. So, I mean, if this kid finds one of Monica's cigars and jams it in his mouth, well, the kid's bound to get vaginitis, and the next time Monica goes to jam that same cigar back up her pussy, well, she could get sudden infant death syndrome 
or possibly sickle cell anemia. So I say it's time that we keep America's fat interns and illegitimate black babies healthy. And remember the hashtag, people. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. You know what? Uh, Tim Kaine could have been the owner of that bike shop. Exactly. <laughs> He's got a very Gordon Jump-like look to him. He does have... I bet you if you put Tim Kaine... Uh, yeah, like Tim Kaine in that in that role, he probably could pull it off. I think he looks a lot... There's a little younger version of Gordon Jump who played the pedo in the very special episode of Different Strokes <laughs> where Dudley and Arnold went to the bike shop. They hung out there. In fact, it was a two-part episode. It was, it was two a two-part episode. Yeah. It was a to-be-continued episode where they fucking started hanging out at the bike shop and then all <laughs> next thing you know, they're taking Polaroids shirtless and eating ice cream and Dudley gets fondled. But uh, Arnold took off, episode. though. Arnold split yeah, Arnold and he went home and he, to- yeah, he told Mr. Drummond and then uh, Dudley came over and Dudley was feeling all ashamed and Dudley's dad was all upset and they were just like, what happened, Dudley? And he's like, we played Neptune King of the Sea in the bathtub. <laughs> yes, which is nobody really knows what happens. All I can think of is it involved nudity and a snorkel, but I don't know what happens. I don't like I don't know what the rules are and who won. Like if the if the pedo how the pedo wins or how the pedo victim wins. I don't know like if there's a winner or a loser. I don't know how it works, but Neptune King of the Sea was a discussion that like my friends and I, after we saw that episode, which I think aired when I was in elementary school, we talked about it all the way. We, in fact, we still talk we about still it to talk this day. If we're around day, drinking. Yeah. yeah. And we always try to think, what do you think the rules are of the game? Neptune <laughs> King of the sea. Like, how do you win? Is there a winner? You know, who probably <laughs> knows. I bet you Tim Kane knows. <laughs> he does. There's no question in my mind. I think he's written the rule book for that game. Um, so who is this? Who's this kid? Is this kid more of an Arnold or more of a Dudley? He might be more of a Willis. Like oh, he's, he's, uh, oh, he's older. He's, he's like what, oh, yeah, teens? Early twenties. I think he's probably in his twenties or thirties. Oh, okay. So this is uh, one of Bill's indiscretions back from the nineties. Yeah, I think this might have been some black broad or black whore that he banged back when he was maybe governor of the fucking, uh, maybe governor of Arkansas, maybe maybe after, yeah, I think probably maybe even before his presidency. I want to say he's, God, the guy, I, I didn't see the guy, I've just read the articles about it, So, but I think he actually showed up, I think the guy was actually a guest on like, uh, like CBS morning shows and NBC, like I think he actually <laughs> came on some of those shows to... to to what, announce his plight. What's what's his proof? Like, is his mom still alive? Does he have DNA evidence? I, you know, I I didn't. Uh, I don't know if he's even. I don't think he has any proof because no, I don't think there's <laughs> ever been a DNA test ordered. But I think you know. He, I think it's, and I don't think it's the first time he's claimed it. I want to say he tried claiming this two or three years ago, and then it kind of got brushed under the rug and just kind of disappeared. And now he's just come out again and recently and claimed the same thing. And that's why some of these news, uh, like you know, legitimate news networks and stuff, had him on for a segment or so to discuss you know what his claim is. But um, I just read the that was like a two paragraph blurb, so I don't really know all the details. All I know mm. is that it was funny as shit. <laughs> it is. It is funny, and I like the uh, different stroke scenario that could come to be. If uh, Hillary gets in the White House, you know, this gives me an idea. This gives me pause. I'm thinking the sick and wrong news network might need to reach out to this guy. You think he'll come on? I think 
I, come on the show. This, yes, mm-hmm. my guess is, especially if it's not true, if it's just a guy <laughs> looking for for any type of publicity or platform to talk about it. Because like I said, and believe me, I'm 50-50 on it. There's no question in my mind that Bill could have some illegitimate fucking kids roaming around. Who the fuck knows? Fucker banged everything that had a pulse for fucking 50 years. So, uh, in fact, you know, his... He banged everything but Hillary for 50 fucking years. So, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me at all. But then again, you know, in this day and age, everybody's always looking for it to go viral for 15 minutes. So maybe it's just somebody coming out and claiming it. But my guess is you probably wouldn't have too hard of a time getting this guy on your show. So I yeah. would love if you would try to re- outreach or reach out to him and try to get him on. That'd be I, I, I think I might actually contact him after, uh, after uh, we finish this segment. Uh, that, he if, sounds if like he'd be a good guest. Yeah, if you do, you got to promise me, although you may want to do it after his segment so he can't bail and do the interview, but you have to promise me that you're going to have him play that my rant for him <laughs> so he can hear my take on his uh, story about being the illegitimate love child of Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, you know, See I'll probably do that. Anything that I say. I'll probably do that at the end of the interview rather than yeah, the Yeah, that would be wise. Yeah. That would be wise. He might take offense to being compared to Arnold or... Uh, his dad being compared to Philip Drummond. <laughs> All right, so we have time for one more rant here. Uh, this rant uh, looks like another political rant about uh, immigrants and immigration, which is a, a hot-button issue right now. Um, both of the, uh, the nominees have their own feelings about immigration and the problem with uh, foreigners coming into America. So uh, Steele has a dream about, uh, about foreigners. So I'm, I'm interested to hear your take on the immigration stance. And this just in from the things I shouldn't share with other people category, but I just fell asleep for 30 minutes while listening to classic rock on my phone, and, well, I abruptly awoke during a dream where I was blowing the lead singer from Foreigner. Coincidentally, when I awaken Foreigner's song, I want to know what love is, I want you to show me was playing, and in that song, basically, the singer Lou Graham is saying that he wants to know what love is, and based upon my actions in my dream, well, apparently I was showing him. I mean, I'm a fan of Lou Graham, but I never wanted to blow the guy. Besides, if I had to blow 70s rockers, Lou wouldn't even be in the top 10. I'd blow Peter Frampton and KC from the Sunshine Band before I'd ever blow a member of Foreigner. Hell, I might even give the captain from the Captain and Tennille analingus before I'd ever put Lou's penis in my mouth. The only good thing in my dream was that Lou must have had a really small dick because I swear my mouth was all the way down to the base of his scrotum and I wasn't even gagging yet. That's pretty fucking small considering I gag at the dentist whenever his assistant so much as flosses my teeth. I find this dream to be very disconcerting because now I can't ever listen to Jukebox Hero or Blue Morning Blue Day without thinking about having loose cock jammed in my mouth. Well, thanks a lot, Mr. Dreamweaver. Quite frankly... I really need to keep some of these things to myself. It's very unflattering and not really helping my self-esteem. All right, I stand corrected. I, you know, I, uh, I, I don't listen to these rants in advance. I just kind of, you send them to me, I put them in my iPod, and then uh, we play them here on the show. This one was called Foreigner Dream, and I was thinking, you know, maybe you're like looking, looking through it through the perspective of a foreigner who dreams about coming to the United States and like, you know, getting a job and raising a family here. I didn't realize this foreigner dream is about you blowing Lou Graham. <laughs> I, I didn't know. Yeah. Now, honestly, I didn't even know who Lou Graham was until uh, yeah, I forgot that, that he's the lead singer of foreigner. Wow. 
So, Steele, how often have you had the Lou Graham dream? Uh, that's the first time I've, I've dreamt of Lou Graham, and hopefully the last. I have not had a dream. That was quite a while ago. That was maybe uh, a month or so ago, and I haven't had one since because my fear was, oh, is this going to be like a recurring thing where I keep picking it up every night where I'm blowing Lou Graham <laughs> or I'm blowing some other fucking rocker from class, the classic rock era? Maybe I'll be blowing the members of fucking the Doobie Brothers and then actually, you know, so Michael McDonald, yeah. Could, yeah, th- uh, I love Michael McDonald's voice. What a voice on that man! But I don't want to suck his dick. But uh, I thought I thought this could really set a real bad precedent. But so far, so good. Knock on wood. I haven't uh, sucked another classic rocker's dick in any of my dreams since, and I hopefully hopefully I won't. So was this a giant? Yeah, I love your was... setup for it because I knew you were in for a surprise when you said, "Oh yeah, this is about foreigners." And and well, I, I and assume because the other the other two rants had you know were vaguely political, and I was thinking this one <laughs> foreigner dream would probably be like you know a Donald Trump's take on building a wall or whatever, right. you know, have right. an escalator over the wall, whatever it would be. I figured it had to do with something like that. But, uh, <laughs> I anyway. should maybe learn to label my rants a little bit better, but that was fantastic. I, I just went with it when you said that. I'm going, oh, boy, D's going to be in for a little bit Didn't of a shock that. when he hears this yeah. rant. Didn't expect that. So was it a dry dream or a wet one? Uh, thankfully, it was dry. It was wet. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you, can you imagine the self-esteem? Thankfully, believe me, though, if I would have had this dream back when I was in junior high or high school or even early twenties, I would have probably had a wet dream. Cause I used to have wet dreams pretty much every night for 10 years back then. So I haven't had a wet dream probably. I think I had a one, a straggling, a straggler wet dream back in my late twenties. I think I had one out of the blue, but uh, I haven't had one since then. So thank God I'm in my dry years of dreaming because yeah, that would have really fucked up my head. Had I woken up and my pants were filled with goo. It's it's uh, interesting that you have uh, fellatio dreams about 70s rockers, whereas the 80s rockers, like the hair metal rockers, look more like chicks. Like, did you ever have any uh, uh, sex dreams about like a Brett Michaels or or um, well, C.C. DeVille sh- or Vince Neil? Funny you should ask. I did. I didn't. I didn't have a dream about him. I actually jerked off to the members of Poison. I don't know if we've ever discussed. Oh, wait, you did, you did talk about that on a re- on a, the record, right? Yeah, because when the, their first record came out, they uh, they had the pictures of all four of them on the back, and they were super. They're like, "Holy shit! Look at these chicks. They're super hot." I didn't realize they were dudes. I thought they were chicks. So I beat off to Brett. I beat off to Bobby Dowell, and I beat off to uh, uh, Ricky. Ra- or uh, is it? I beat off to three of them. The one I didn't beat off to it's was CC Deville. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't beat off to CeCe. I beat off to the other three. And the reason I didn't beat off to CeCe DeVille is because he he looked uh, too much like Phyllis Diller. <laughs> I think now he kind of looks like the creature that was like Jabba the Hutt's pet. You know? Yeah, he does now. Back then, though, he had that that fucking Phyllis Diller hair and kind of the Phyllis Diller makeup. He he looked too much like her, and I couldn't you know I couldn't jerk off to her. <laughs> Do you think uh, you know how Brett Michaels was actually on The Apprentice? Do you remember that? Uh, now that you mention it, yeah, I, I remember he was probably on it. I never really watched The Apprentice, but I kind of re- I know some of the celebrities. I never have been watched on either. It, but I think it was Celebrity yeah. Apprentice that he was on. Do you think Donald Trump pulled him into a back room, put on the song "I Want to Know What Love Is"? I want you to show me, and then all of a sudden he realized, wait a second, you're a dude, not a chick. 
Well, I can tell you this. If Donald Trump did pull him back there with the Foreigner song playing and Donald Trump went to grab Mike, uh, uh, Brett Michaels by the pussy, he'd find out that he was now grabbing Mike, or Brett Michaels by the cock, I would think, instead. So he would learn real quick that grabbing him by the pussy doesn't always work when you're not grabbing a female by that particular area. I just saw uh, Brett Michaels uh, live play as part of the Hair Nation Festival. Sirius uh, did oh, okay. a, a festival with Hair Nation. Yeah, a bunch of uh, like Vince Neil played. He headlined. Uh, Brett Michaels played right before Vince Neil, but like all those bands, like Pretty Boy Floyd, Lita Ford. Um, yep. Faster oh, God, Pussycat. I used to jerk off to Lita Ford. Uh, she's, yeah. still, she's still cool. But but what's funny because Brett Michaels, he's kind of so he's still a touring musician. Like a lot of those other hair metal bands will play festivals every now and then, but they don't really, you know, they're yeah. like Warrant. You know, well, Warrant doesn't tour anymore. But Dokken, like, they don't tour that much, you know, every now and then. Yep. But Brett Michaels is still a touring musician. And so he's changed his style now to be more Southern. So he does what I had never heard of this music. It's some of the worst music I've ever heard, ever encountered. But I had never heard of it before the show. It's called Hick Hop. It's like country rap. Oh, yeah. It's it's horrible. I've heard it because he's actually played Bay City two or three or maybe even four or five times in the last probably 10 years. He's been here with Poison, and then he's also come as a solo act. And whenever he's come for his solo act, yeah, he plays yeah, this shit solo stuff. Act. It was the Brett yeah, Michaels band. Horrible. That's what they call it. And he'll yeah. do like, a, you know, he'll pepper in a few Poison songs just to get the crowd yep. all pumped, you know. Um, but yep. then he'll come out with one of his songs. So he did a hip hop version of Sweet Home Alabama. And he put on an American flag cowboy hat and an American flag vest. And he's got like the worst wig I've ever seen with an American oh, flag yeah. bandana. He, he, he yeah, he never takes off the bandana. I don't no. think, does he? I've never seen hair him without it off. in 25 years. Yeah, I think yeah. he's bald. But he comes out and he does this like full-on rap song and the Trump supporters went nuts. They lost their collective shit. Trump supporters love that shit. <laughs> They're all like, sweet yeah, home Alabama, rap some more, Brad yeah. Michaels. I mean, I love a little Leonard Skinner. I don't like, uh, I don't like Brett Michaels singing Leonard Skinner <laughs> in his Hickok fucking. Yeah, Brett Michaels solo shit is horrible. It's unlistenable. It's, it's some of the worst in, I've, I've ever heard. Yeah, he's played here. Like I said, he's been to Bay City several times in his solo career. We've actually, uh, so has Vince Neil. So is uh, Stephen Piercy, the, the Janie Lane, the singer from War. We've had we get all those solo acts of those hair bands when they, they always swing through Bay City on their tours. You so know, yeah, I've seen a lot of them. You know, uh, if this person was still alive, he'd be perfect for playing Vince Neil in like a uh, biopic. Chris Farley, because Vince Neil's a big fat ass now. Have you have you seen him? Yeah, he's like yeah, he's, he was still wearing leather pants, but he couldn't get the leather pants on, so he had them laced up on the sides. Just to fit over his, like, you know, big fat belly. And he's got, like, yep. double chins. He's got a ton of plastic surgery. Like, you wouldn't even look at, you wouldn't even recognize him. He looks like a big fat yeah, porn producer. Yeah, exactly. He's super bloated all the he's time from all the alcohol for the cocaine or whatever it is that he does. And, yeah, he's just, he's just, he just looks like he's always ready. He always looks, every time I've seen him since, you know, since his heyday back in whatever, the 80s, early 90s, ever since then, He's always struggled with his weight going up and down. And every time I see him, it looks like he's about ready to explode. Like he's, it's not just fat. Cause I mean, there's people that are way fatter, but he's just like so bloated that he just, it looks like he's at capacity and he's like that there's this, you know, high pressure air inside him. That's just about ready to erupt at any time. Like just a big, massive fart. You know, yeah. Fart exactly, that will just make exactly everybody it. high in the first front, you know, the few front rows, first four rows. Yeah. You'll just get really stoned. 
Yeah, it's like a bunch of just PSI, just pounds per square inch, just built up with them like a tire that's running hot, you know? And he's waddling around the stage being like, girls, girls, girls. You're like, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, and Vince's, uh, Vince's live voice is never good. Like, he's, he usually sounds like he shouldn't be singing. Like, <laughs> you know, and I like Vince. I like, you know, I love Molly Crew no, and Molly stuff, Cruz but he's good the in the bands. studio, but... You know, if he gets out on the fucking road for a couple of days, his voice is gone. <laughs> and yeah, I'm sure well. he's not doing anything to take care of it. I'm sure. I'm sure he's not like taking green tea or what you know, whatever vocalists do to take care of it. He was never a vocalist. He was basically a front man. So I, he's still drinking and smoking and whoring, and you know, he's not trying to pamper his voice. So I'm no, sure. No, no. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's still partying like he used. Did you remember that video that came out like about a year ago where he's like? wasted in Vegas because I think he lives in Vegas now and he's with uh, Nicolas Cage and Carrot Top and some like female fan like comes up and is like oh my god and she wants to pose with a selfie and he just grabbed her by the hair and just threw her on the ground he gra- no you should have <laughs> grabbed her by the pussy and then what's <laughs> he doing grabbing these broads by the hair and then Nicolas Cage kind of starts scuffling with him and Carrot Top just ran because he's like someone's filming this I don't want to be anywhere near it yeah, and, Car- yeah Carrot Top doesn't like any controversy yeah, no, it was like, yeah. But yeah, I'm saying, you know, yeah, I'm but, sure, I'm sure Vince Neil has used the grabber by the pussy technique at least once or twice. I'm sure all of Motley, in fact, I'm sure every hairband metal group that I grew up with has done nothing over the last 30 years but grab chicks by the pussy. I mean, it's, you know, every time they, after a show, every show they've ever done, that's all they've done is grab chicks by the pussy. Nobody's <laughs> had a problem with that. All of a sudden, Trump, oh my God. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I didn't see that video, but I'd like to see that video. I'll I'd see like if I can see. find it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was viral for a bit. I think it's about a year ago. I don't know. I think she like okay. pressed, pressed suit against him or something or suing him. I'm not sure for assault. Anyway, Steel, uh, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for another fistful of Steel. I'm going to let you get back to preparing for the debates tonight. I, I guess now you're not looking to have to get Cheetos and Jameson and, uh, you're probably gonna have to get stock up on some lube. Being that uh, you're going to be oh, masturbating yeah. to it, so you're busy. Well, I'm going to yeah, let I'm you run have, out to the Walgreens or the Meyer. Well, I'm going to have lube in one hand and to jerk off, and then my other hand's got to be free so I can grab him by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Take it easy, sugar tits. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one free item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free exclusive gift. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And what's that free exclusive gift? It's the Clit Bumper, the ideal pleasure ring for couples. He'll love the way this love ring lets him stay harder, longer. It increases the strength of orgasm, and she'll love the way the pleasure nubs thrill her sweet spots. The unique bumper stimulates her clitoris, and it's soft and stretchy for a comfortable fit. The clit bumper is made of premium silicone, it's waterproof, and it's compatible with all water-based lubes. Use code DIDDLE at checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E at adamandeve.com. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, people, call the Sigong hotline. 323-522-4032. It's 323-522-4032. Just rolls off the tongue. Uh, the first call we got is from that guy. Remember who that guy was uh, who called us and was telling us like the, the, the meaning of the word cabrone? Of course. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I think he was wrong. 
Oh, you're, he was wrong. I think there's multiple versions. Like, if you say it to a friend, it's like a joshing thing. But if you say it to a guy who's ordering a fucking sausage, egg, and cheese from you, it's a fucking insult. All right? I, th- I, th- I always stupid. thought it was an insult. but Yeah, it is. It anyway. is. I watched enough movies to know this. All right? So uh, here's, a, here's a story about jerking off from this guy. Great. Hey, what's up? It's the copper on guy again. Uh, I was listening to your episode from a couple weeks back, and you uh, were just talking. So there's that guy. First of all, Eric, you also know that guy who said, you're not a god. Fuck that guy. You're awesome. Uh, and Thank you. So I have another, another story for you guys. Uh, and if you haven't gotten sort of the theme by now, it's another, another jerking off story. Gotta keep it. I think the, the phrase Harris needs was cerebral. Gotta keep it cerebral around here. So, um, it was actually pretty hilarious. So, I'm, I'm jerking off and I have this really nosy fucking dog who just can't stand if there's any closed doors. She'll kind of like poke her face in and open up the door and kind of check out what's going on. And she comes in and I'm like, I just started, my, my pants just came off. I'm getting ready to bloat it. The dog comes in, looks, sees my dick in my hand, and kind of just bows her head in shame and then just leaves. Wow. And it, it made me feel so bad I actually couldn't even follow through anymore. I had to, I had to clue what I was doing and go make sure she was okay. <laughs> Not to be traumatized by that. By the events that she just bore with him, uh, too. Sir, does, does your dog work for the Catholic Church? Yeah, that is you one made... judgmental animal. God damn. Jesus. Anyways, that's all. Keep it safe. Keep it on. Later. Uh, you know, I lock uh, my animals out. I, I've, I've, we've talked about this before. I don't like animals being in the room when I'm uh, masturbating. No, but if they are, I ignore them. They, see, that's you know? weird. That's weird. Because yeah. what if they jump on you, like, the moment you're ejaculating and you get ejaculate on them? Ah, uh, that's never happened to me. It could, if they're in it the could. room. Yeah, it could. Well, cats generally are like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna go over here and hang out under the bed while you're doing whatever the fuck you're doing. Cat, where dogs are just, like, kind of like, well, hey, what's going on there, buddy? What are you doing? Hey. I remember yeah. uh, at uh, the first apartment I had when I moved down here, I lived with uh, my ex-girlfriend, and we got a dog. We had this, that cute little uh, gypsy. That was the name of that dog. She was a little mm-hmm. terrier. And that dog just loved being around me because I worked from home. But, you know, you know, when you work from home, it means you can jerk off multiple times a day. So I, yes. close, I would close the door to my little office that I had in that apartment, and that dog would just sit there scratching at the door the whole time. Ruin the whole experience for me. Yeah. Because it's like I can hear something. It's distracting. I'd even put headphones on, but I could still hear it and it bothered me. That's why this guy just to live, you know, have his dog come in and just look at him like, what are you doing? I mean, it's, yeah. Have you ever been, to, have you ever been caught by your parents? No, which is surprising because my mom is also a creature that hates locked doors and just like, ah, we'll just like bust through them, you know? But did she come in like unannounced often or did she usually knock? She came in not when I was masturbating, but when I was like, I used to have a basement room, like a really cool basement room with like an awesome couch and like car seats and like a Commodore 64 and all this awesome bullshit. Wow. You know? And I'd have like, if I ever had a chick down there, which is like rare, a man cave. She'd be like, what's going on? What do you, you guys want anything? Huh? I'm like, God damn it. You know, 
that was like making out with a chick it's annoying <laughs> i you know i live in the basement my brother had a room in the basement with a separate entrance mm. and uh he when he moved out to go to college i moved down and took over his room he also had a water bed I can't believe I slept on that bed, considering what my brother probably did on it. But whatever, it was yeah. a water bed. How often do you get to sleep on a water bed these days? Um, uh, I not since my dad had his first bachelor pad after the divorce. I don't understand why those beds were so popular. They're not they're comfortable. Terrible. They're so stupid. Yeah, um, my parents were so daft. Like they, they never caught me jerking off. But I don't even think they ever uh, would probably even know what I was doing. But I remember one time, like. We had gotten a bunch of uh, weed, and we went down there and just hotboxed that basement room. And my mom had come down. We didn't even hear because we were playing music. And my mom had come down with just this thing of Oreos and, like, opened up the door. And it was just like, and all this smoke just goes everywhere. And she's like, I thought you guys were hungry. Would you like some Oreos? And she's like, what are you guys doing down here? And I'm like, I, I couldn't even think of what to say. I was just like, uh, we're just playing. Mm. And she just kind of looked over, and she's like, oh, Okay. And then just left. Well, your I mean, mom's from like South Africa, right? She, she no, no, she's from fuck. Chicago. Oh, but, uh, okay. And my parents right. were just wacky. Okay. I don't think they, they're clueless. Like, I just don't think they ever, it ever would occur to, to them that like we were smoking like, you know, four blunts. And there's like six See, dudes just like high off their asses. You know, in this I used room. to think, I used to think that about my mom. And then once she retired, she called me one day and she's like, she's like, I'm going to ask you a question. I just want you to give me an honest answer. Did you take my marijuana? Did you take my pot? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And it's like, no, she just like drinks. She hangs out with her friends. They drink a lot of white wine. They fucking, you know, smoke some bad weed, I think. And, and she's like, but if, if you didn't take it, then who did? And if could they turn me in? I'm like, Mom, it's not like fucking 1957 anymore. You're not going to go to goddamn prison for like a fucking <laughs> eighth a week. You know? So wait, does your mom still smoke weed? Yeah. I mean, she stopped. I, she didn't for as long as I knew her. And, and I think after she retired, she's like, all right, fuck it. You know? Wow. Yeah, my parents never did that. Because she was a nurse for a long time. And she had, you know, even... Before she retired, I remember, um, I don't remember what, I was home at the time, and she actually got called in in the middle of the night, and it was for that great white, that great white fire in Rhode Island. Oh, remember yeah, the great yeah. White show? At the club, yeah, she's like, where all those yeah, people burned she's like, And it was like, they, could, they had a burn ward in uh, Boston, but they, they couldn't take everybody there, so they took them to Rhode Island Hospital, and it, she's like, the whole place smelled like cooking pork, you know, like a barbecue, <laughs> yeah. you know? Because there's all these like, white trash guys. Just, God. Like, like third degree burns, you know. Yeah, that's awful. Brutal. It was a brutal thing. It, was it a really is brutal. brutal but yeah, so she'd get, even even in the, you know, in the towards the end of her career, she'd get called in on all sorts of shit like that. So I don't think she really smoked weed uh, throughout her career. But once she retired, she's like, I can just do whatever the fuck I want. So, yeah, a, a bunch of like burn metal heads mm -hmm. um, would probably kill my buzz too. I probably wouldn't smoke weed. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Um, this dude I work with, uh, Rusty, who's been on the show before, he was telling me that his mom caught him jacking off one time when he was like, he said he was like in college already. He was like 20 and he was home and he was like jacking off. His mom just walked in and like caught him like, you know, dick in his hand, you know, mm. laptop with like porn on. And uh, I was like, what'd you do? Because I just kind of like froze. I didn't know it. And she like slammed the door. And then I was like, did you finish? He was like, no, I just 
kind of got yeah. up and he said he like went to the bathroom and he walked by her room and she was just kneeled down by her bed praying <laughs> <laughs> well she learned her lesson in jesus christ you know <laughs> just praying yeah. i was like did she ever bring did you bring it up he's like no never spoke about it again i was like yeah well lock your door that's the problem when like parents get divorced before like the kid turn you know turns like 10 11 so the dad can't be like hey you know what from like age like 11 to fucking 15 do not go in the goddamn room you know Don't yeah go that's the thing dads would be like that's this is what happens yeah you know, jesus christ happens. i used to take precautions i would lock the door or I'd do it in the bathroom like i was careful about it yeah all right, next call we got here is from uh, the Epic Farter. I don't know if you remember this guy. Kind of. His farts are epic. <laughs> D and Harrison. It's the Epic Farter here. Just thought I'd give you a bit of a call uh, with a shit story. Um, not all of my farts are safe, apparently. Um, my father told me never trust a fart, and I forgot that little trust note. It's, it, I always think that's a good thing when your father passes on wisdom to you. Like my my father taught me a lot of things, you know. Mm. Like uh, never trust those goyim, you know, they'll screw you. Um, always pick up pennies off the floor. But he never said never trust a fart. Uh, my my father told me that, um, you know, he 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 referred to Martin Luther King Jr. Day as Martin Luther Baboon Day. That was some of the uh, wisdom that he imparted to me. Wow. So, Is your father yeah. a Trump supporter? He's like, he's like, well, Trump's an idiot, but Hillary is Satan incarnate. So he doesn't <laughs> like Trump, but he's voting for Trump. You know, like everybody who's conservative that I know, like nobody, none of them are like, yeah, Trump. They're just like, well, Hillary is Satan, so we have to do this. Yeah, but a lot of them now, like even McCain, it's like they've withdrawn support for Trump and they're just writing in their own conservative candidate. We're just going right. to write in our own candidate. Also, let me say that uh, I, I really enjoy how many of our callers sound like fucking 60s TV Batman villains when they call <laughs> in. It's fucking great. This guy does. This guy could be. The epic farter could be a Batman villain. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically... Uh, I did a little bit of night fishing. I go every week. Uh, I know it sounds really boring, but it's just an excuse to get out of the house and drink some beer and try and catch a big fish. Uh, we live in land near Oxford. and uh, yeah. Try to catch some big fish. Is that a night fishing, catching some... Is this a euphemism? Some kind of... It, you know, it, to me, it sounds like it might be like the bastard cousin of dogging. Like night fishing is something that... I don't know, you do with, like, men that have foreskins or something? I don't know. Mm. But it, it just sounds like it's somehow related to dogging. Okay. You ever done that when you were in England, dogging? What the fuck is dogging? You ever heard of that? No. It's, uh, I can't believe you haven't heard of dogging, and you have relatives in the UK. Actually, I, I'd never heard of dogging until, like, maybe two years ago. But apparently, uh, these English people, not in London, I, th I think it's more of, like, provincial english towns like you'll go to like a rest area and there'll be a bunch of cars parked and you just get in all the random cars and just fuck everyone in the car it's like orgies in each car you never That's heard of this 
No. Yeah, it happens, like dogging parties. And there'll be like, you know, people will be like, yeah, we're all going, you know, there's a dogging party tonight at like 2 a.m. at the, the, the rest stop on I-20 or whatever. And then you go out there and there's a bunch of cars and like chicks will just go from car to car and it's just orgy in each car. Well, as a man who suffers from gigantism, I try to avoid fucking people in cars whenever I can. Yeah, I don't know how big these cars are. I okay. forgot about that. That could they're, be like they're a... smaller. It's absurd. Yeah, that, I don't think they're doing it in smart cars, but the cars are probably too small for a guy, those, those a man of your stature. Like, those little cars that look like bowling shoes. Like, <laughs> who are these little people who do this? This is crazy. I don't well, know. Well, you know, they, uh, then they go and they do a quest to destroy the ring afterwards. Yeah, it's all right. Um, cooked some stuff on the fire, had some chili and some meatballs. Um, not quite Taco Bell standard, but nevertheless, it gave me the shits. Um, didn't realize this till the morning. I woke up about half five, six a.m. Uh, my belly was turning over like you wouldn't believe, twitching and crunching and everything. And well, I thought, yeah, I need the loo. Now, I'm, I'm in a lake, uh, well, not in a lake, on a lake in the middle of the countryside. There is a, 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 what's called a long drop toilet around the other side of the lake, which is just a wooden shed with a hole in the floor, basically. What, an outhouse? Yeah. Long and, drop and, toilet. And to be fair, you know, when you're fishing for meatballs, that, that will make the long drop right out of your rectum so <laughs> don't they, they still it's not crazy don't they like go out and like fish for eels like isn't that a delicacy in england still like aren't they just like oh we'll go we caught a you know a, a bushel of eels first of all eels are great what is your problem don't you go to japanese sushi no, places okay that's sushi it's fine but it's don't fantastic. they eat like eels and like a bun like that's that's something like eels a bun <laughs> with a bunch of mayo i think that's like something they eat in england at a pub with some chips. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. What is I, the problem? I think it's gross. Okay. And it's got no toilet paper in it. Luckily, I'd got some shit kit with me, so I took that. Um, proceeded to walk around the lake to try and get to the toilet in time. Um, got halfway around. Felt a bubbling in my tummy. Tried to hold the fart in, oh, but as I going. got to the toilet, fiddled with the, the lock on the door turn my ass round to sit down on this hole it just laid two slugs of shit in the back of my pants it was hot it was sticky it stuck to my ass uh, yeah. I had to try and get that down and try and navigate my ass onto this hole to take a shit and the rest of it just fucking exploded it was like somebody had pulled a cork out of it like Fuck, it was rancid, man. It was like emptying a radiator. It was absolutely disgusting. It just stunk and stung and was hot. Uh, fucking rancid. And to top it all off, there was that much of it, I'd run out of loop paper and I ended up using my pants. And, and not my pants, as in the trouser sense, uh, my underwear, which was actually brand new. And that got covered in shit and that ended up going in there too. Um, you can't flush this stuff away as well. The only way you can get rid of it is to actually put sawdust on it and let the ground do the work. So yeah, that's my shit story. Uh, keep up the good work, Harrison. Loving the show. Uh, speak to you later. Take it sleazy. 
it's probably a good opportunity to bring up our new sponsor, MeUndies.com. <laughs> God, that's the, that's like a worst case scenario, though. Uh, what do you do in that situation? Like you're in public, you go to an outhouse, you shit all over it. Do you just leave, like get the fuck out? Or do you actually try to clean it up and make it presentable for the next person? No, you leave. And, that, and that's generally why, like, sometimes the few times I've gone camping, sometimes I'll just, I'll just avoid the outhouse and just dig a goddamn hole like you do when you're really a camping out in the middle of goddamn nowhere. Why, why wouldn't you just go to the outhouse? Are you worried that there's someone down there? it smells like death. Because it, it smells It does like smell bad. Fecal fucking death. And not the metal band fecal death. <laughs> but the bad kind. All right? It's not good. Yeah, I'm always concerned, though, about doing that and then, like, shitting on some poison ivy and getting, like, poison ivy on my asshole and just having to deal with that. That's why you camp in the desert. There's no poison ivy there, buddy. I don't even yeah, think I, I guess poison that makes ivy sense. in California, pal. No, nah, no, it's poison oak out here. Poison oak. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's poison ivy on the East Coast, poison oak out here. Mm. You know, I guess I've, I've always wondered about that. Like, if you're in a, like, a public restroom and you shit on the seat... Like, would you just leave it and be like, sorry, maintenance dude, that's what they pay you for? It depends on how bad. You know, usually I'll try to be as... But sometimes I just, I just block it out of my mind. Just be like, this never happened. I'm <laughs> you know? <laughs> it is, it is yeah. terrible. You know, I was talking to this girl I work with, and uh, we but were that talking... That sounds like a shit at the end of a speed run, is all I'm saying. But continue. <laughs> I was talking to this girl at work about... Uh, bathroom hygiene and uh just general cleanliness and she was saying that the girl's bathroom is vile like it's fucking vile like i was like what do you mean she goes oh yeah she goes it's on a daily basis you go in there there's like a bunch of toilet paper the thing's clogged there's some bloody tampons on it and covered in diarrhea just sprayed diarrhea all over the seat and i was like at a at an office is that just insane uh, it doesn't surprise. I, mean, I remember when I was like in my early twenties, I had a girlfriend, and she was she was telling me about a bathroom, and she's like, the whole place just smelled like old pussy, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, that's what that smell is, old pussy. Yeah. 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 So anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you, Epic Farter, for uh, sharing that that fine story with us. I thought it I'd was like going to be a fart I'd like story. I'd like to thank Epic Part, Epic Farter. I'd like to thank Old Pussy. Uh, this next uh, next call is the uh, Twisted Firestarter. Haven't heard oh, from him in a while. Epic Farter and the Twisted Firestarter. A children's book. Hello, second wrong. It's the Twisted Firestarter. Um, so, you may not know, but I'm actually uh, a lorry driver here in England. And uh, I, I'm long distance. I'm out all week. Wait, so he, he's a truck driver? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But it's not like all week where it's like it takes a week to get across the country. It's like he's going back and forth, right? Because to go up what, up and down England, it's, it's like driving. five hours. Yeah. So it's not five hours, but Isn't it's like, it? maybe, it's like seven, seven maybe seven. Maybe okay. seven. Like, but it's like driving from here to... To Las Vegas, basically. Yeah, to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... And uh, today I'm in Scotland doing a few deliveries. I do B and Qs around the country, and then you know pick up wood chips to take back to my depot. Um, so I was driving to my first drop early this morning, absolutely bursting for a piss. 
I, I, I was about, I was in the centre of Glasgow, heading towards Parkhead, and I, yeah, I, I was, I was about to piss myself, and I was, oh, I've got, I've got half a mile left. I can make it half a mile, and I just keep hitting red lights and traffic, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna piss myself. When you have to uh, piss that bad, it's like everything is happening in slow motion. Yeah, you notice yeah. that it's like when you have to pee that bad. That, that that's a horrible feeling. I mean, shitting yourself is one thing, but it's like when you have to piss that bad, it actually hurts. Well, it's I don't painful. know. I feel like if I like when I started, if I became a truck driver, I'd I'd first be like, okay, I'm gonna be civilized here. I'm not gonna have a big piss bottle in the in the truck in the in the cab. I'm not gonna have it. You know, we're going to be fucking civilized. And within two weeks, I have a giant fucking piss bottle that I piss into. And I, I don't understand why this guy doesn't, because it's not like this guy's fucking, you know, royalty over here. Yeah, right? when I get I like, mean, a, like a milk carton or something, you know, yeah, and just something. like just have that filled with a piss. You know, this a milk cart. It's something you can cover with a cap. Like a milk savage. jug or something, you know, like not a carton, but like a, a okay. jug with like a pipe right. that you can pee into, you know. Sure. Um, Hillbilly. I'm surprised this guy hasn't listened to the old shows of Trucker Paul. Like, Trucker Paul used to call and talk about his, um, uh, his uh, bathroom habits, like, in his truck. He, he would keep a Walmart bag around that mm. he would just shit in while he was driving. Well, that's a, that's a, I don't well, know. Well, he's know a I, skilled I truck driver. That, but, you know, what do I know? He I'm also said that he would fling the Walmart bag at Prius drivers, which <laughs> I find kind of offensive. But anyway. So luckily, I, I had an empty bottle in my truck, and I, I hit a red light, and I was like, no, not going to make it, going to have to just piss in the bottle. So I started pissing in this bottle, and because I was at a red light, and it's like the centre of Glasgow, I, I can't just like drive and piss at the same time. I was sort of like going as fast as I possibly could to try and get it over and done with. So I was sort of like forcing it out, like pushing it out. It's like Niagara Falls coming out my knob. And... Because I was pushing it so hard, I shit myself today. Nice. So, yeah, that, that happened. You know, I had to pull over, clean myself up, you know. Not the best thing, but hey, it's worth a call into you guys. All right. See you later. Bye. Twisted Firestarter, you are our hero of the week. Sick and Wrong, the podcast for incontinent Englishmen. Yes. Yeah, it seems like uh, it's it's a theme here. Wow. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and and judging that our, I'm sure they they love all of our Trump com- conversations. These yeah, I'm sure they English love men, it. It's really relevant to their to their <laughs> daily Although, lives. You know what though? Trump is an international pariah. I think the That's English true. hate Trump um, as 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 much as like most uh, liberal people do. So I think everybody's pretty entertained by him. I think it, yeah, it's just, you know, I think yeah. everyone just is just loving watching this train wreck. Yeah. It's great. Um, but also, I mean, uh, one thing about being a truck driver in England is like, you know, you got to bring your truck to the fucking Tesco in the goddamn town square and these little towns where it's like these goddamn fucking alleyway, labyrinthian alleyways. Yeah. With fucking, they're, you know, cobblestones. Like, how the fuck? And they're like I've six feet across. They're tiny. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know how Same. you would drive through that. I mean, they're smaller trucks, but still, I've seen it. It's crazy. Yeah, I wonder about that. What do you think would happen in Scotland if you uh, were urinating in public? Like, do you think they have like strict laws against that, or do you think they're just like, ah, you know, we don't care? Because I mean, those guys get so drunk. I imagine it must happen all the time. 
I think it's like Wisconsin where they're just like, oh, you got, you know, hey, go home. I know you're drunk, but go home, have some brats. You know, zip it up. Yeah, yeah, like I think it's just like, you know, come on, come on. That's why I think if it came down to urinating in my car versus urinating outside, I think I would probably just run outside and or park and just go pee on the side of the, like, you know, behind the car or something. Right. Or in between I mean, cars. I'll, I'll wait until Gary Newman has the last word before I listen to you, D, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Isn't that what that song, Cars, is about? Yes, it is. I, I, fi- I figured. I thought it was about dogging. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, yeah, either way, you need a milk jug, I think. <laughs> Get so. a milk jug, Twisted Fire Starter. I think that's what you need. Uh, people call the Sigrong Hotline, 323-522-4032 iTunes, best place to listen to the show. You got some new comments recently. Uh, I would read them to you, but I'd have to actually go open iTunes and do all that, and it'd just take too long. Um, but anyway, we do appreciate that. It boosts exposure for the show. Uh, if you do want a T-shirt, we have a couple small tees left, like I think two, literally, two shirts left. So if you want to get one, I'd move fast on that and go to cigarongpodcast.com slash store. Finally, here's Cigarong Song of the Week. Harrison, did you see that post I made recently? Um, where I, I, I made a link to the, the audio for Grab by the Pussy. Did you see of that course. on Facebook? So I, did, I, yes. I linked to it, hope, hoping that our audience, who are quite creative individuals, would make a remix, a remix of it. Because uh, I was going to try to make a remix myself, but I'm not that talented at all in anything. Uh, but our, our audience, I don't know, maybe they, they uh, just didn't feel like being creative that day. But someone beat us to the punch, and this guy made a really good remix, uh, better yeah. than anything I would have been able to do. It's called Make America Grab Him by the Pussy, the Donald Trump Trap Remix. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I will say that Donald Draper can grab by the pussy, and it's fine. It's not creepy in any way. Yeah, I don't think I think he could. I think he but still uh, he did it. It happened. Yeah. Yeah, He's, the Don Draper finger blast. It's famous. The Don Draper finger blast. When did this happen? Uh, I think like season three, maybe of season, Mad Men. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to go rewatch that. Yeah, okay. he probably could. Yeah. Do you think Hasselhoff could? In his prime. In his prime, absolutely. I would say not. Has, not like on the floor with burgers all over the place. No. No, but in his prime, I bet you Hasselhoff, you know, any lady probably would have been like, all right, you know, that could work. <laughs> um, anyway, this is a great remix. We're going to end the show here with Make America Grab by the Pussy. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 554. Until then, take it easy. Grab by the Pussy. Grab by the Pussy.
grab him by the pussy. by the pussy. like you could just walk in grab him by the pussy and it's on oh you could do it you could do a donald trump there and, and nobody you trump. would not yeah you could pull a trump and nobody would blink an eye like it would be ex- perfectly acceptable and they would in fact she'd probably squirt like just from grabbing her pussy and these these chicks don't have just your regular pussy either you'd have to two-hand grab their pussy because they have guns, like where the gut meets the cunt, and they become one mass of blubber. Yeah, it's also called the fupa, the fat upper pussy area. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. call it the gunt in the Midwest. Yeah, the, the gunt, I always used to call it gunt until I heard the term fupa. <laughs> just, just, yeah, that must be a West Coast uh, thing, but that's, I think the fupa is more the medical term. Is that, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's, the, uh, that's definitely the medical terminology. <laughs> yeah, so 